Hello everybody, it's WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine, joined round the table with my fellow podcast members, Rob. Greetings. Scott. Hello. And Matt. Good morning. Our uh, compadre Holly is not here with us this morning, um, which means we will do a tiebreaker next week, leaving you in anticipation for, or two weeks from now, I'm sorry, for the newlywed game. Um, we'll give you something to look forward to, but I think we have a pretty good podcast uh, trying to delve into some things we've never talked about this week. Um, but first, we're going to talk about our Topping It Off, which is our segment where we highlight a Disney drink from a Disney location. And uh, Scott, uh, you got Topping It Off for gonna us today. Going to kick it to me for, kicking, for this? I'm kicking to you. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to take us to a place that we have identified as one of the best overall drink menus anywhere in uh, Walt Disney World, and that is Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Mm. Uh, this is one that I'm fairly certain I have not done before. I, I did not verify, but Catherine assured me I have not done this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is called The Bedtime Story, and this has the subtext that says, Legend has it, archaeologists have been chasing this recipe for centuries. It is absolute Mandarin vodka. Uh, Domaine de Canton ginger liqueur, hibiscus syrup, fresh lemon juice, and iced tea. And this drink has one of those candied hibiscus flowers on top, like our all-time favorite, the Jen's Tattoo. Oh. Uh, so it is actually very similar in appearance. If you if you look at it, it's um, kind of got that reddish tint Ooh. and a lemon on top. And I recall it being very good, very sweet, obviously, as many of my drinks are, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, very good. I don't have a price on that one, but okay. uh, the menu didn't have it right there with it. So another one at Jock Lindsay's to try. Yeah, they've got a great menu. They do. They it's really a, it's do. a lot of. I mean, it's a lot of sweet stuff. But if you're into that, yeah, it's one to check out. I don't know. They have some good like ginger drink. Like I feel like I got a drink there that I was expecting to be sweet, and it ended up being a little bit more like hearty and sour. Um, so if I recall, they have a good happy hour menu, at least the I times love, that we were there. I love they their did. happy hour. Very, very delicious. Well, thank you, Scott. Yeah. I am trying desperately to figure out the... I, I know that Bedtime Story is a reference to Indiana Jones, but I cannot remember what. It's been a while since I've seen the movies. I don't recall I don't either. either, so... Yeah. If a listener knows that story. That bedtime story. Bedtime story so, story. <laughs> bedtime story story. I feel like it's in Last Crusade. Mm, that's probably the one I'm least familiar with. I, I mean, of the original three. I don't count the fourth one as canon. <laughs> that's not part of the, no. the Jones verse. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Much as I love me a Shia LaBeouf, I uh, do not count that. Um, all right. Well, Rob, we got some news this week. We do. This is the newsier weeks that we've had in a while so um first one is disney released some information about the 50th celebration at walt disney world so it was a little bit of a dud given how much they put into this but um basically we're getting lights on the uh, park icons is what it comes down to so um they're going to add uh light features i don't know how else to describe it um on cinderella's castle the Tree of Life, Hollywood uh, Tower Hotel, and Spaceship Earth. That's what we all want. That's what the fans want. Right. We've been clamoring for them. Just give us the light features, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Spaceship Earth probably has the, the most potential. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to be basically embedded into the 
structure. Um, I, I've seen where they said they file permits to install sound and uh, projection stuff around it too. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the Imagineer in charge of the park, basically, uh, Zach Ridley, who we mentioned yeah. several times, the Zach Ridley. Um, spoke highly of it or, you know, described it and said he's very much looking forward to it. So, well, I mean, I think this was a case of they were hoping to be able to do way more and I'm sure they cannot. And they were like, well, we've got to say we're doing something. So this is it. <laughs> No, we're not giving you Tron. No, we're not announcing when Ratatouille is opening. No, we're not giving you Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that was all the stuff we were promised by the 50th, right? We're giving you lights. Yeah, here's some lights. (laughs) Right. um, So that brings up an interesting... So that's a good segue, right? So You tell me. (laughs) They they gave us no... So they had like an investor call. It was uh, end of Q1. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so no dates on Remy's Ratatouille, Guardians of the Galaxy, Harmonious, Galactic Star Cruiser, um, and they didn't even What's mention... Harmonious they, again? That's the new Epcot show. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Replacing Illuminations. Um, no opening dates, but, um, and they didn't even mention the Tron coaster, because <laughs> we know that's into 2022. Jeez. So. It's almost like... They just need to pretend that the 50th anniversary is like two years from now and do the full thing then. shebang then because it's just kind of it's disappointing at this point to try and do that and all the right. events associated with it. Right. Mm. Or just be be upfront. Like I'd rather you not try and like put some kind of marketing spin to be like we have to get the fans to be excited about this. Like on like be forthcoming. And open about what's going on. Everyone understands that there are financial and logistical troubles going on as, you know, we're still in the throes of the pandemic. So just say that. Like, obviously it's not happening. Don't try and get us excited about some, like, half-ass low-rent fireworks display. Just defer no, no, it. No, that was not announced. There are no fireworks. I meant, I meant, obligated I meant light you. features being a low-rent oh, fireworks oh, display. Okay. So, like, it just basically say it. Like like you said, I mean, I feel like that kind of candor would, be, would go a long way in, like, fostering goodwill with fans. I think you could get more distance out of saying... Hey, we had a lot of stuff planned for the 50th anniversary. It's not a good idea for us to do that right now, or we're not going to be able to do that right now. But we're planning a celebration for 2024 or something like that that's going to be huge. Yeah. And get start getting excited about that. And they could call it the unbirthday. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, oh. I've got great ideas. I also have another really good idea. Taking this from Disneyland, in 2005, they did a lot of promotion like media stuff for Disneyland's 50th they came out with one of the uh Walt Disney treasures that come in like the tins like the DVDs and it was all about Disneyland a retrospective secret stories and magic it is to this day one of my favorite documentaries to watch about a Disney park it is amazing is it on Disney plus I don't think so because those are those special Disney treasure ones that are like not available anywhere else there is some documentary on there because yes, Holly was watching it, it yesterday. It. About like they showed them like actually building mm-hmm. the uh, the steamship and yep. uh, okay, um, and that 
they should just plan that. That way they don't need to do anything in parks. They just promise like if you subscribe to Disney Plus, we're going to give you like a two hour like comprehensive documentary on the history of Walt Disney World and make it really freaking good. Make it like on the same level of um what what was the one that we loved? Imagineering story. Mm, like yeah. like do that. That way you don't put anybody at risk and it at least gives us something new to look forward to next year. I just don't. I think they year. they just don't know. They have to, to balance the attendance and capacity with demand, right? So it's they can't announce all this stuff and then put all this demand out into the right into the, the, what they. I mean, the fact that they announced twenty twenty two packages tells me like this year they're basically riding off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, because they're saying, "Hey, come in twenty twenty two. Yeah. We, we think it'll be... But don't take much... that magical express. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. That's got to be a weird problem for them to be in. Like, having the spigot that you can turn it on as hard as you want, but you know you shouldn't for the health reasons and all that. Right. That, that's got to be a weird thing for a, a business to have to manage. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. I'm glad that's not my job. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of parks that, uh, I guess, managing um, crowds and whatnot, um, Disney announced that California Adventure will be ho- holding a special limited time ticket event in March. So the good thing is that it says they're bringing back about a thousand employees, Disneyland employees, for this. Um, and it's going to mainly focus on food and beverages Though the latest merchandise and unique, carefully crafted entertainment experiences will also be available. So I haven't seen prices on. Have you? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I, I was like, I didn't read too much of this when it first came out. Uh, I think a week or so ago. But basically, a ticketed event to experience the park without attractions. Yeah. Is how I. It's like almost like a festival. I would. I mean, it's a festival, right? Yeah. But you're, it's a ticketed event, meaning you're paying to get through the gates and then paying to, uh, would be my guess, it's not an open buffet <laughs> for your taking, that you're then paying for the booths. I mean, that's... Uh, that's There's still going to be demand through the Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I would if I was in California, I would go. I mean, let's be real. I love DCA. I, well, and you've had people who haven't been in yes, these parks for well over the bit, just wanting 10 months. To, yeah. Although you, they're still doing, like, Carthay Circle is still open, correct? Yeah. I mean, like, you could go into the parks now. I mean, the park. Most of the downtown Disney. I, I saw, like, uh, La Brea Bakery mm-hmm. is reopening with outdoor dining, I think, tomorrow. Um it's just, just let them open the parks. Like, I know Florida is shown they can do it. They Disney, you know what I mean. Like, regardless of what the state's regulations are, they've shown. You would have heard if there was breakouts there as a as a result of. Being, I would agree with that, the, right? I mean, it's eight months. Like that's long enough. Um, I, I don't I don't see why. Like, uh, I almost called it California screaming. Um, California adventure. No, no, the Incredicoaster. Incredi- like, what's the harm in opening that? Like, I, I just, I, I don't get it. Maybe but. this would be a way to stick their toe in the water and, like, do a few attractions for this ticketed event, you know? Right. Like, I mean, that would be more enticing to me. Say, like, like, the we're queue is keep... all outside. Yeah. It, it, it's... Like, Radiator it, Springs, same thing. Yeah. It's put a plexiglass barrier right. in the front and back and one party at a time. 
it's uh puts the work the cast members in a really strange position too it's like hey you want to come back for temp or contract work at minimum wage uh to sell sweatshop t-shirts for like a couple hours Sign me up. Yeah, like who's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, because I'm making more on unemployment, but I will come back for a ticketed three hour event to well, sell. Well, I would assume, I mean, obviously, I don't think this is going to be a morning event. I would assume they're going to open later, like noon, like noon to seven or something. I mean, it isn't going to be the full theme park hours. I can't imagine. It's not like they're going to be selling breakfast. Yeah, it's that's that's a strange. I don't know who's really excited to do that if you were a cast member so i know they're saying they're bringing back a thousand like i wonder i wonder what the incentive is maybe that you get to come on when they it's all under the table yeah (laughs) tax-free baby yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to read through here really quickly and it doesn't really say like yeah because these people they're furloughed right so they're not I mean, I know they let go of a lot of people. Right. But I'm sure they still have people that are like, as soon as the parks reopen. You're on the list to be rehired, yeah. But they're not, right, they're probably, they're collecting unemployment, I'm sure. Right. Because I think they even stopped paying the health insurance, right, up until a point. I think it was depending on your tenure, right? I forget the details. Yeah, and I'm not, I know that's a very cynical way of looking at it, but, I mean, I was just thinking if it were me... Like, there would be a lot of cost-benefit analysis on whether or not... Yeah, but you can't assume that everybody is just sitting at home collecting unemployment. A lot of those people are probably already gotten other jobs. jobs, And if Mm. maybe this would be a second job for them, which is crazy because, (laughs) I mean, the cost of living is so high in Southern California. It's freaking ridiculous. Like, that's a whole other topic. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Another... Just more changes due to COVID. Um, the park reservation system is supposed to stay in place through at least January 14th, 2023. Specifically January 14th. 23. 23. The park pass reservation system. Correct. So what? So <sighs> let's read between the lines. Let's let's No speculate. fast passes. Right. Whoo! Because... Because the the fast passes were essentially a park reservation right. system. Because you right? knew that, where people were going to be if they had fast passes. Right. So, do they start making people buy fast passes? This is that. This is my sinister uh, thought that that's where they're going with this. Oh, they're no longer going to be free. I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me. I didn't think about that, but. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. Or if this is just a, uh, a thing that they're going to do and then they can back off of this. I mean, that would be my hope is that eventually they won't need reservation. Right, because, I mean, Chapek came out and said basically he foresees the mass mandate and distancing to be gone in 2022. Yeah. Right, I mean... Um, so, why extend this a whole another year? Right. It's. I don't mind the park reservation system. I, don't think... I mean, especially now with hopping, like I really wouldn't mind it. But oh boy, that's just another thing you have to do when you're planning a Disney World trip. Like it's just another 
thing. But I guess you're not doing fast passes, but it just it is not without fast passes it is unappealing. Does with the park pass system, if if you woke up one morning and you decided eh, I don't really like the park that I had reserved, are you able to change that you or can, is that as long as it's not capacity. Okay. The one day that we were there in October, Matt was like, I just want to go to Free Online. And like I'll go by myself, the whole group so, is yeah, going to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So as you, long as it's available. Yeah, as long as it's not capacity. Which yesterday all four parks were at capacity. Yeah, that, that's my only concern. I mean, if you have fast passes and you don't want to use them and you want to go to Animal Kingdom or something like that, because that's what you really want to do, you just disregard your your fast passes and take right. the hit. But if you don't, if you can't even get into a park, that really corrals yeah. you into what you're able to do. Right. Do they go to a system similar to Disneyland, like where you have to pay now on the app? Oh, you like Max Pass? Oh, for Max Pass. Yeah. <clears throat> so you don't have to book them ahead. You have your reservation for Hollywood Studios. You get into the park. <laughs> give then, it give it to me. And yes, then you just, that's what I would want. I, I think I that's mean, the I ideal. Wouldn't, I wouldn't love that I was paying for it, but if, I mean, like, I feel like Disneyland's Fast Passes are so good. They're great. <laughs> they really are. They're yeah. good. They're good. They're good. They're great. They're great. I love the fact that you don't have to... Uh, Plan ahead. That, yeah, that and, uh, you know, if you want to sleep in someday, it's like, oh, I have a nine o'clock fast pass at such and such. It's like... It can totally you can, derail your day in yeah. Disney World. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that too. I feel like if you have, if you're like savvy, you can take such advantage of, of that system. Yeah, I value flexibility on my vacations. Wow. Well, Disney World is not the place for you. <laughs> Did you make your reservation six months in advance for dining? <laughs> Lordy. I know. Man, we're really uh, negative today. <laughs> negative Nancy's. We well, I, you know, in that same vein, like, I think there is going to be this point where a lot of these things that they changed for COVID are going to seem past their their point of expiration and we're going to be really frustrated with it i don't know that we're there yet but i can imagine sitting here in october being vaccinated there's still masks there's still park reservations there's still all of these limitations Mm -hmm. on attendance and things like that and we'll be feeling really frustrated with it yeah and i just feel like we're starting to to see that shape up as we're getting further into 2021. I don't know why they would commit to a date. Because to me, it seems like we just kind of have to see how things go and walk it back. Because now, I mean, like, I guess they can always, you know, say, oh, your wait's going to be for 30 minutes and it's only five. Like, it's, oh, that's a fun <laughs> surprise. Now we, we don't have to do park reservations right. anymore. But it's just weird to me that they committed to saying January 14th, 2023. How weird is that? I don't know. I don't know how they came up with that date, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, to, to your point, I think your bigger point though, is things are such like the data around the vaccines is so positive that if the majority of Americans could be vaccinated by summer, Mm-hmm. Does the fall look more normal? More normal. Yeah. And maybe from a business standpoint, this is the thing to do that if you have better news by the time you get to the fall, it 
looks better for your company because you set the expectations lower. Right. That's what I'm rather thinking. Than, I mean, that might be, that might make sense from a business standpoint that they're saying, oh no, it's going to be terrible through 2023. Yeah, catastrophize it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if, if you looked at the, the stock has been like performing. Oh, it's been in, fantastic. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it hit a low of like 85 and what was it trading the other, was it up to one? Like it's eight? at 183. Yeah. Right now. That, more than doubled. That's insane. Hmm. Given everything that's happened in the last year. Yeah. All right. So we'll close out the news with a more positive story. <laughs> I think this is, a, we're all looking forward to this. So we have an, uh, an official opening um, and reservations are now open for the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. So this is the new hotel um, near the Swan and Dolphin across the street um, next to Fantasia Gardens, mm-hmm. um, mini golf. So it's on track to open July 2021. Um, I, I think that's... Um, it says reservations can be made online for September 1 and beyond. Okay. So I guess they're probably just waiting to make sure that... So it, it says that rates begin at 278 for a queen room on September 1st. Hmm. That's, that's probably in line with what... The Swan and Dolphin, like non-discounted, right? Is I'm sure, I'm sure they'll start doing discounts of like you know after the sheen wears off. <laughs> yeah, and they're calling this more of a um, like boutique. Yeah, it's hotel. definitely small. I mean, it's definitely not as grand as the Swan or Dolphin. Fourteen stories. Um, yeah. It says offering an an upscale and boutique environment. Am I crazy? Was this called The Cove at one point? It absolutely was called The Cove. Oh my god, because I was like, it's The Cove. (laughs) And I called it The Cove. Uh, Okay, I just wanted to make sure. When you said Swan Reserve, I was thinking that it was some sort of animal preserve. Nature Reserve. I was thinking, why are we excited about that? Reflections. (laughs) Reflections. But now, all of us are more more than enough familiar with the Swan and Dolphin Complex. What is that walk? Like, don't you feel like they have to make that walk a little bit yeah, the, more conduced. Like it's a little. It could be a little confusing. Unless they might do like an overpass. Like I was thinking Vegas. That too. I'm thinking like Vegas, because the pool. In fact, I can tell you from experience. If you're sitting like at that grotto at the big pool, this is right behind you over mm-hmm. the street. Because um, we sat there in October and they were doing construction. It was freaking loud. Like it was not peaceful at that pool. But. Um, so I'm thinking, and I'm thinking they would share some amenities too, because there's really no, there's no space for a big pool on that side of the street, is there? Well, it does, disc- it, it says scenic pool area with elevated deck and fire pit. Ooh. Hmm. But, but then it goes on to say that it will, sh- you'll have full access to all the amenities at the Swan and Dolphin as well, including the five pools, restaurants, lounges, yada, yada. Oh, we're definitely going to get a new bar with this. I yes. feel it. So, I feel it. So it includes view, mm-hmm. an exclusive rooftop rooftop space perfect for weddings and social galas, hosting breathtaking views of Walt Disney World Resort. Be interesting is will there be a space up there that, if you're not attending an event, like it seems like yeah, they be Atlantic Dance Hall baby. <laughs> right. um, new signature Mediterranean restaurant. Mm. Oh, I like that. Um, a grab and go cafe, the pool, fitness center, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> meeting space outdoor event space business center and then um you know the 
transportation and whatnot to the, the parks, it says. So okay. that will be included. Interesting. I'm, I would try this. I mean, oh, I, I'm such sure. a huge fan of the swan and dolphin to begin with that I would be interested in trying this for any any trip, really. Weekend or... Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. It is 349 guest rooms. So to put that in perspective, what I think the dolphin's over 1,000. Swan That's might be huge. about 700. Jeez. So... It so, might bump down the prices for Swan and Dolphin as time yeah, goes on. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're bringing this online at like the exactly wrong time. It's just, <laughs> but oh, I'm I'm excited. For I, this. I am definitely too. You know what? I feel like this is kind of off topic, but I feel like when the uh, Coronado Tower was um, announced, we had very high hopes for like a rooftop bar, and I feel like they fell really flat with that. Because I would not call the Dahlia Lounge a rooftop bar. No, it's, no, it's got a balcony. Yeah, yeah it's a it, bar it has a balcony. a balcony. I want like open air, like cabanas, rooftop bar. That is what I want, and I hope they make it happen. That's my hope. Because that would be unlike anything that exists now. And I understand they have to make it conducive the, to the uh, weather. What about the Coca Cola Lounge? Coca Cola Lounge is probably the closest thing there is to it. But I mean, that's not like. I don't want, like, sticky kids near me. I just want, like, adults drinking alcohol. Like, I don't I don't need the kids with their little purple sodas spilling on me. But you're saying the, that entertainment, like, like that uh, area or environment, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking for, like, it would be perfect for a boutique hotel. And honestly, it yes. would have been perfect for the Coronado Tower because it's so Vegas and, like, yep. more upscale. But I feel like they really dropped the ball. And I can picture that original uh, conception art where it was, like, string lights over an open-aired bar. I will not forget it. And I will not forget. <laughs> um, and I feel like we did not... We did not get that. And not a sticky kid in sight <laughs> of, of that concept art. <laughs> I, I know. I sound. I sound terrible. I'm just saying. Like that's not that. That isn't what we got at Coronado. Right. Talejo is beautiful. The restaurant itself is gorgeous. In fact, not... I think with Coronado, the better conception of that is the restaurant Three Bridges. Hell, three bridges. heck yes. Three Bridges. If yes. they would have just plopped that on top of the yeah, building. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you. That is more of like the environment and the It's atmosphere. open air. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I really, I really like that spot. That's like a... Yeah, that's a good underrated spot, might some might say. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Do we have anything else, Rob? Is that... No, no, that was okay. it. Okay, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you for the news. Um, so our main topic, Scott, do you want to kind of explain this? Like, I think sure. we called it Secret Treasures. Yeah, well, that, was, that was Catherine's uh, brainchild of a name. Um, my idea was just there's – we've gone over so many different places and – Items and all the stuff in Walt Disney World over the past four or five years of doing the podcast. And I just thought there's probably a couple of places, maybe more, that have never hit one of our lists before. Maybe they are, they're not the top restaurant, but they're still a place that we really like. Maybe they're not a top bar, but they're a place we really like. 
Maybe it's a food item that you feel like hasn't hit a list before. Yeah, we're um, 115 episodes in. I mean, if you're a loyal listener and have been listening for a while, we, we talk about a lot of the same favorites exactly. that we all like. Um, so yeah, this is this is a good idea. So um, we're, we're looking for some, some what did you call it? Secret treasures. Secret treasures that we have not hammered home quite as much as say you know you if you've listened to this before you know that we love homecoming yeah and we have talked about that nomad lounge and the france pavilion where the three things are off the it is not a secret (laughs) right so we're we're trying to go for ones that we haven't talked about quite as much or maybe haven't mentioned at all does anybody want to kick it off want to start off with one that they really like or Sorry, I'm referring to my list. Um, go ahead, Matt. Oh no, I wasn't. Oh well, here I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Let me okay. uh, let me pull up my list yeah, here. Out of here. See what I got. All right, my actually one of my examples when I was doing this um, idea or coming up with this idea was this first one that I'm going to mention. This is an animal kingdom, and I think this is one of the I don't know if it's overlooked, but one of the best things that they have performance wise in any of the parks. And this is the the African drummers and dancers uh, over there in Harambe Village, right outside of the safari, um, right next to where the Dawa Bar is. And the Dawa Bar doesn't ever really hit our mm. lists as far They're as best done. bars. They're done. <laughs> but the actual entertainment there is, I think, among some of the best in any of the parks. They get people involved. There's always a huge crowd around. It's entertaining. Right. I think it's one of the best themed environments in any of the parks. If you if you like what they've done with replicating, you know, the African and village African village area, uh, so I think that's one of my hidden treasures. I mean, I would really miss that if that was not coming back after COVID, and I hope it is. Yeah, there's a wrinkle on a lot of these potentially, especially. Uh, if if you're choosing to highlight live entertainment, mm-hmm. because a lot of that does not exist and hasn't um, and was retired um, or at least put on hold as of March 2020. So, yeah, I, I love that, too. I was kind of upset that you gave that as an example <laughs> when you pitched this to us, because that was one of the first things I thought of, because I love that, too. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. I, th- I think whether you're drinking or not, or you're just walking to the safari, you always can enjoy this for five, ten, half an hour, minutes, whatever you happen to be there. Yeah, great musicians and singers. The itinerary is get a drink from the Nomad Lounge to go (laughs) right before your non-fast pass to the safari and just stop there to complete your drink. I've completed a lot of drinks in that plaza. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, get two. Yeah. You can sit there for a while. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Rob, do you have one you'd like to share with the class? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I, I struggled with this topic because I feel like everything um, I thought of, we talked about at some point. But I'll give some loves to some things that probably get overlooked. Um, I'm going with Ronto Roasters. Huh? We've never talked yeah, about we, that. I don't think we have. Uh, in passing. A lot of these were yeah. like in passing. Yeah. That's okay. That That's the whole point. I just don't want the listener to be like, yes, you have. In episode <laughs> 73, Rob talked about Ronto Roasters. And <laughs> so this is on both coasts, uh, Hollywood Studios and Disneyland in Galaxy's Edge. Um, and it's a quick, it's like beyond the quick service, right? You have the quick service docking base seven. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is a just a walk-up stand that serves 
Um, they're known for the Ronto Wrap. So they have a breakfast one and a lunch one. That's I've never the had one. the breakfast one. Yeah, it has eggs. I um, I, I, sorry, I had the... Sausage, right? Hold on, I'll, I'll look it up. Sorry. It, I, had the, I had the toggle between lunch and, <laughs> and uh, breakfast. So the Ronto Morning Wrap is eggs, grilled pork sausage, shredded cheddar, and peppercorn sauce in pita bread. That sounds pretty, good. Yeah, it does sound good. And then the lunch one is very similar. Yeah. <laughs> it is roasted pork, grilled pork sausage, peppercorn sauce, and tangy s- slaw wrapped in pita bread. I just love this thing. It, it's it's good. very easy to handle. It's just like I feel like one I could hand. eat like ten of them though. <laughs> See, I feel like it's filling where I know Holly and I have split one where we're not super hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of did like a lady on a tramp thing with the the sausage. <laughs> the, I'm yes. sure is what they intended. Yes. Is this the place with the giant like thruster in the middle? Yes. Okay. It's got the. It doesn't have a guy. Yeah. 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 Um, you could get alcohol in the in the um, Hollywood Studios version. You could get alcoholic drinks there. They have different mixed. I remember there's like lemonade in one yeah, of we the We had a really good drinks. one. It was like a sunrise drink. It had like, uh-huh. it was like, it was very tropical. It was delicious. Yeah, there's two like very tropical drinks there. There's, I'm looking at the one. It's it's called Surly Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Kettle One Botanical Grapefruit and Rose Vodka. Minute Maid Limeade. Raspberry Spicy Mango Flavors. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. It sounds good. I think that's the one I got. And I, I no, it's yeah. not. it was something sunrise. Tatooine sunset. Yeah. Oh, that's yep, it. that was it. Yeah, that's still there. Um, they have like a specialty brew, uh, Concrete Beach Brewery. Um, so this is one that it's just a good place to. And because Hollywood Studios doesn't have that many. Um, that's true. Yeah, you really options. do need a food right. option there. Yeah. Ronto Roasters. Yes. Good one. That's a, that's a perfect one for the, the topic. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, my first one that I'm going to highlight is something that I don't know that I've ever spoken about on the podcast, but I visit it every single time I'm in Disneyland. And that is the Disney Gallery gift shop. And it is right at the entrance of Main Street. If you walk into the right side, the right underpass, it is the first shop on their right. And they do, it's a little gift shop where they do more of like the Disney, um, like the art, like it's more like artistic and it's not like Emporium generic stuff. It's like the hand painted like Tiki Room postcards and like, and then they have things that are more and more expensive. Like this is like, oh, you can buy the book from the opening of Snow White and it's only $3,000. <laughs> and then you can proceed back into this little gallery where they show the Disney art. There's sometimes an artist there actually doing the work. I just think it's such a nice, relaxing spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that is the only place that I will buy souvenirs from in Disneyland. That is like, I won't, that, I, I, like, that's like my gift home stuff. Like lots of really just like unique Disney art that you can't find in any other locations. Yeah, and they have rotated, uh, they have rotating showcases in the gallery of different artists. So you might go back there, you know, 
and um, you'll see five or six pieces from a, a contracted artist. Or and, a theme. Like, I know the one time we went, it was all Haunted Mansion. Right. And it was just like, you know, you had like pop styles. You had like old school, like opening poster Haunted Mansion stuff. So it's just, it is very, I, I find I could spend a lot of time in there. Yeah, even just a browse. Yeah, I just like looking. And if there is an artist there, that's captivating to watch them work. So. Is this called Disneyana? I think it used to be called that, but the, okay. the mm. front room is called, it's called the Disney. Yeah, I looked on the Disneyland map because so I was like, is it called Disneyana? But I think like the back part is called the Disney Gallery. And it's a gift shop that opens kind of into an art gallery and then it connects in the back to great moments with Mr. Lincoln. So that's my first one. Matt, what do you got? Um, this whole um, this whole task was a little tough for me because those who know me know that there's not much that I play close to the vest. <laughs> like if I like something, like you you probably know about it. Like I, mm-hmm. I share about it because I thought of it. So it's worth sharing because right. I'm a, you know, a, I'm full of myself. Um, so I'm going to talk about something that I kind of get made fun of uh, in our, our, <laughs> our friend group for liking this as much as I do, but I think it's fascinating. And I it, similarly to what Catherine just highlighted, I think it's a cool spot um, to and, and kind of a respite. And that is the, um, it's in the Mexico Pavilion, and that is La Princesa de Cristal. And that is the Ariba Brothers location where they do the glass blowing and all of the um, <laughs> fine glass art. Um... I love this. So the Ariba brothers have multiple locations. There's um, one on Main Street too. There's also the one in Germany. They own that as well. I believe it's called Glass Glasskunst. Um, so, but they actually have artists doing glass blowing and creating um, art in front of you. And and there have been times where. People are like, you guys are at uh, um, Cava del Tequila, and they're like, where's Matt? And I'm just like, slack jawed, just watching um, <laughs> the artists make uh, glass uh, creations. It is so interesting. If it's you're really there cool. when they're actually blowing the glass, it is so cool. Yeah, and, and even if they're not, it's, it's a cool place to just browse around and see some of the more unique pieces that they do. And they do a lot of, um, obviously, Disney-themed uh, uh, pieces, so it's awesome. Cool. So yeah, you might have walked by it a million times and never walked in. So next time, walk in on your way to the uh, Fiesta Cruise or whatever the heck it's called with the three caballeros. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think I ever gave that any attention. Yeah, come to think of it, that was my. Uh, that, that was, was my the goal. Point. That was the goal. All right, Scott, All right. you have another I one? I got another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I have mentioned this at one point on the podcast before, but because it's so innocuous, I just want to mention it again. Okay. <laughs> and this is in Animal Kingdom. It is a place called Mr. Kamal's. Uh-huh. And it's yes. that, that little quick service yeah, building dude. with chicken dumplings and seasoned fries. And if this place doesn't hit the spot every time I've ever walked past it, you know, so strike me good. dead right now, because so like it, it's just one of those things that I don't know how many times I've been past this in Animal Kingdom. It took me a couple of years before I ever got something from there, mm-hmm. 
But I don't think I ever go past it without grabbing some chicken dumplings They're this banging. time. They, they are. are the fries are so good, too. It's like right across from Yak and Yeti. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely one of those places that's like, why didn't I do this before? I know. You, well, you just see it and you're like, oh, yeah, chicken dumplings, fries, whatever. I'll just walk past it. But So good. This is this is a place to hit if yes, you're in Animal sure Kingdom. Is. They used to serve falafel. Is that right? I mean, it makes sense based on the name. but mm-hmm. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Did you uh, ever have it? I did. Was it good? It was, yeah. Um, the first time when we falafel when we went like down, at all? And, okay. oh, it's delicious. Um, in 2014, uh, Holly's brother really wanted it. I don't know how he knew about it, <laughs> and it took us forever to find it. Yeah, it's, because it says Asia, but it's almost it's not. At the bor- it's at the border. It's right near Africa, right? Yeah. So I right. guess we were never walking far enough to. It, it took us a couple. Loops. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, that's a good one, Scott. All right, Rob, what do you Back have? to me? Yeah. Yep. So I have... Holly and I did this in August, and I was like, this could be a good place, potentially, to take a break from the Magic Kingdom or, like, leaving the Magic Kingdom. And it is the Beaches Pool Bar and Grill at the Grand Floridian. Hmm. And why would I pick that? They have lunch that they serve there and they have a lobster sliders entree what yes it is served on three mini brioche buns and served with potato barrels chips <laughs> or cucumber <laughs> salad but presumably you can't eat there unless you're staying why oh i thought it was a pool side well they have the ones that are like hurricane hannah's you can oh so this is open to all yep yeah okay Mm-hmm. Is it by like the Alice in Wonderland pool, or the main, no, or like coming out of the lobby pool? It's 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 actually a lot closer to the DVC okay. wing, but it is their main pool bar. Okay. Um, oh damn, that yes. sounds awesome. Oh, I, I know. know. So it, that seems I'm like think, worth a <laughs> worth a stop. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Now that they had the walking path too, mm-hmm. right. you could uh, you could stop there and then just like Uber back if you're leaving. You know, a good lunch spot because. They only serve it till six o'clock. It says um, the food, and they have some some unique drinks. I think some of these I, I've never seen before. Magic um, Star, <laughs> Magic no, Star no, cocktail. It's really good. Um, they have the Saint Augustine. I've never heard of that one. Is that a beer? No, it it, it is uh, cane vodka. Blue Carousel mm. and orange, <laughs> coconut, and pineapple. I know. Oh, yeah. Boy, that one has Catherine written mm, all yes, over it. Yes, it sure does. But but just those lobster sliders were, yeah, especially damn. if it's not um, food and wine, and they don't have the lobster yeah. roll at uh, America. This would be a very good spot to get that lobster fix. That is truly one of my favorite life hacks to kind of expand on that, Rob, is when you're at the Magic Kingdom, leave and go to the Grand, go to the Polynesian, or go to uh, the Contemporary for your lunch, because you will get better food at any of those resorts than you will at the Magic Kingdom, with maybe one or two exceptions. Yeah, it's a good point. So that that sounds amazing. So good. Mm. All right, well, my next one so, is... Hungry, Scott. Yes. <laughs> this is terrible. I know. Talk about those <laughs> lobster rolls. Um, this is one that I know Matt and I have talked about over the years, but I don't think we've ever given it its like, full due before. 
and it's definitely never made it on a list for me in any capacity, but um, one of my favorite places to eat in Epcot, if it's not a festival, is the Tudo Gusto Wine Cellar. Mm. It's hidden away, no reservations, very dark, very cold, very comfortable. Um, it's in Italy, and I know we kind of gave an asterisk to some of these because they're not happening during the pandemic. This is being used as overflow seating for Tudo Italia right now, so it is not open right now. I repeat, not open right now. Um, but in regular times, very good, like small plates, very good sangria. Uh, they're one of the ones that they're associated with the same people that own Spice Road Table. Um, so it's not like a dis like it's separate. It's not Disney owned. Great um, paninis. And great paninis. And great desserts, too. Um, this this place is awesome. I love it there. It's interesting you talk about that and it not being open because there was a news item this week and I'm trying to find it as quickly as I can, so I'm gonna filibuster a bit. Sure. <laughs> but I believe it was where the Patina group, which owns Tuta Gusto and Tuta Italia mm-hmm. is looking for uh, cultural representation. Yes, here it is. Mm. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not hiring cul- <laughs> cultural representatives. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I completely missed that word. Not. Um, that changes things a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, is well, it news forget. that they're not hiring? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because they're. I know. The girls that host at Tudo Gusto are all true Italians. Okay, so it helps to read helps, the article. It helps to read. So it says, an international recruiting website has sparked reports today that the Italian pavilion was actively recruiting cast members for Disney's cultural representative program at Epcot. We have heard this evening directly from Bettina Restaurant Group, the operator... They are not hiring for the Italy Pavilion, and that news is completely incorrect. Oh, so this was them making a statement because a there was something in the rumor mill saying, "Oh, I heard that they're that you know they're trying to fill these. They probably they might be reopening or expanding some of these restaurants." And from the horse's mouth, no, we're not. Hmm. Got it. Yes. Is there any cultural representation right now? I mean, if you think that like a non-American Jacksonville <laughs> is uh, is represented, no. I don't. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kenny. Uh, welcome to Tuto Italia. <laughs> I, I'd be speaking uninformed. Okay, I, all right. Yeah. Something to think about. If we have anybody down there, I'd, I'd be interested to know. But, all right. Well, good. That Thanks for the so, info there, Rob. That's, that's good. But, Matt, what you got? All right, so mine is, um, we kind of talked about this earlier in passing. I don't remember what the context was. I think it was, you were saying, Rob, that something was near this. But I'm going to talk about mini golf at Disney. Yeah. I think that most people don't do this because they're like, I'm at Disney and I'm not, I can play mini golf anywhere. And, you know, but if you're there for, if you've been to Disney a bunch of times or you have a long trip and you're looking for something extra to do. Yes, it, it isn't, you pay for this. It is an extra thing. It doesn't come with your park admission, but there are two mini golf places to play and they're really great courses. I love mini golf or some people call it putt-putt. Um, Winter <laughs> Summerland, which is, um, it's by Typhoon Lagoon, correct? Mm-hmm. No. Blizzard Beach. Blizzard Beach. Okay. Yeah. So you would go to, you would take the bus to Blizzard Beach 
and then it would near the entrance you can get to winter summerland and it's two courses one of them is winter themed obviously and one of them is summer themed and that's like a mini golf ass mini golf course like both of those like they're very like it's adorable it's disney themed um really cool hazards and courses and then there's fantasia gardens which is over by the swan and dolphin resorts and that one has two courses as well. I forget the name. The one is the fairways, and that one is like a legitimate, um, like greens that you would find on a PGA Tour golf course. And then the other one is just called Fantasia Gardens. I think it might just be called Fantasia Gardens and the fairways. So Fantasia Gardens is themed, obviously, like the film Fantasia. So you've got a lot of vignettes that represent scenes from Fantasia. Also a great course. And a lot of these offer, uh, what is it, discounts if you were to do multiple in like a 24-hour period, if you wanted to do like a little tournament among your group. And, you know, Catherine and I in the past have done this where we would go, we went to a mini golf course and we said like, oh, whoever wins gets to choose where we eat dinner that night. And like we like put an extra like uh, an extra wager on it and it was super fun. And, you know, a lot of people might be scared away by, you know, the obvious like, well, I'm, I'm in Disney. I can do mini golf anywhere, but it's really good mini golf. So I'd like to correct something you said. Go ahead. Um, you said that Winter Summerland is Disney themed. It's actually not Disney themed. It is summer themed at the North Pole during the summer. It's Santa and the Elves, and then the winter is winter at the North Pole. So we did the summer course when we did it, and they play, like, Beach Boys winter songs. Oh, like right. Like, Christmas music. Um, but I'm looking at Disney's website right now, and I can't not say this, because this is amazing. The description for the winter course is, put your way to the North Hole <laughs> on the winter course, but watch out. I'm not joking. For Squirty the Snowman, this jolly, happy soul sprays waters at golfers when golf balls pass beneath him. So that's you're just telling me the they North used, Pole. They use Squirty the, the Snowman. Whoever wrote that's like I can't believe this is still up I on the website right I now. I can't believe they let me let this pass. <laughs> So, which one do you like better out of all four? Well, you've never played the fairways and you've never played the winter one. So which do you like between the Fantasia Gardens and the I summer? I like Fantasia Gardens. I do too. I like how they have like the music. Like uh-huh. there's the Mickey one that yeah. plays the like Sorcerer's Apprentice. I love that. Although I could be swayed now by, Squirty the by me knowing the presence of Squirty the Snowman and the North Hole. <laughs> I would gladly do the fairways one any anytime. I would love to do them. I just feel like I'd be so bad that you know what I would want to play with. Put around me. <laughs> You're letting people pass. Yeah. Would you guys ever be interested in foot golf? Foot golf? Yeah. What is that? So it's, you play with a soccer ball. No. Okay. Yes, I would. <laughs> they, they have a nine, nine hole foot golf course. Where? Certified by the American Foot Golf uh, foot, foot Golf Leaf. It is at the Oak Trail Golf Course, oh, okay. which is across the street from the Grand, the the Polynesian, yeah. right there. Okay. Now, if we were talking disc golf, well, then that's a horse of a different froth? color. Yeah, froth. Because I am down with you. Love the froth. I love the froth. Yes. That would be something fun to try sometime. I like that. I do kind of like that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I would love to do that. I'm terrible at soccer, but yeah, I'd be into it. I'll do it. 
Yes. The, yes. I'm in. All right. Good one. All right, Scott, do you have your I do. final item? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> this is a little difficult. I, I agree. I, I think some of these... It was tough to think of things that you haven't mentioned before. And I don't know that we ever really talked about this one because our, our focus is always on the place that's out front in France. And this is the quick service that they have mm-hmm. at the back of France, which um, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation here, but <laughs> Le Hall Boulangerie Patisserie no, is I the actual name. Not too bad. <laughs> Uh, but they've got really good uh, bakery items and things like that, like an eclair or um, baguette. Baguette, the yeah, you can get so all sorts of different sandwich items back there. That if you ever just look at the counter, it's really enticing it's to, to yeah, see all the food one. laid out there. The seating isn't great, and it's like the only location for a bathroom in France, so it's always really crowded. But not yeah. anymore. Oh, really? They We're getting bathrooms? new bathrooms with the Ratatouille oh, expansion. Oh, that'll be perfect. But this is really out of the way. You've got to go back to get there. Yep. And it's like a one stall, or at least it is in the women's. It's a small bathroom. It's not big. But I will say you can like make your own charcuterie here. Like They have really good cheeses, and then you can get a baguette. Oh, God, I'm so hungry. It's very, Why am I talking I mean, it's very hard to... It's, it's, or it's very funny to highlight a, a food and drink establishment with a footnote of like and the bathrooms and you can pee here too but it, we often overlook it because france if you have a festival you're all often out at the france kiosk rather than back here in the heart of france yeah. they so. did serve the I, I don't know if they still have it the frosé the rosé frosé back there mm-hmm. rosé frosé rosé frosé yeah it was mm. that was that is a place that like if there is no festival that is up there with maybe my number one. Yeah, like quick service. You just can choice. get so. It's not. It's not a standard quick service in that the food is. It seems like it's high quality. It's not just kind of like slapped together. Yeah. It seems like it's actually. It's a, It's beautiful. Lovingly to look at. Yeah, yeah, it does look very pretty. I like any quick service that isn't homogenized. Yeah, and it does seem like it's it's very well done. I agree. Good one. Rob, what you got? All right, so I'm going to Disneyland Resort for this one. This is, I couldn't find the name of it because I assumed it was the Carl Strauss trolley, Carl Strauss beer wagon. Do you want to, do you know the name? I, 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 I feel uh, like Catherine would be the only one I that feel like, well. Get this. The House of Strauss. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's on, it's part of that. Like that pier where all the, the, the amalgamation of all the different foods are. I don't know. What is the where would you say this is located in DCA? Like, what's the actual land? Because it's in between Cars Land and and Pixar Pier. And Pixar pier. So it, it's <laughs> Fisherman's Wharf is what it's called, right? The the land. I think it's called Pacific Pacific Wharf. Wharf yeah, because it's right. the Pacific Wharf Distribution Company. Ah. Oh, yes. Man. But otherwise, this is the. Standalone beer cart uh, <laughs> that is adjacent to the chimichanga. What mm-hmm. is that in the Lucky Fortune Cook, Cafe Cucamonga? Yes. Yep. And the, the Lucky Fortune Company or whatever. It's right. Called. And then the sourdough red place. Yeah. Bud- Budum. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about this very location when I was thinking about this exercise because. It's often a place that you talk about, but I don't know that we mention it no, that often I don't, on here. I don't think we ever highlighted it, but this is like probably if you were like 
get a drink in DCA, this is where I would go. <laughs> yeah, um, this or the 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 wine. Oh yeah, uh, the Trattoria. Yeah, I do enjoy that up there. But this is just a great place if you want to grab a, a brew and just relax. Um, they you could grab any of the seats that are there amongst the. That is a highlight. There are tons of, that's an area with tons of seating. I do like Or they have high tops there that where you can just stand around. Um, And it's good if like somebody wants to get food, they can. You just meet there. Somebody wants to get a beer. Um, It's a good spot to just bring everybody together because it's like, well, I'm going to grab, I feel like they have good wontons at Mm. the Lucky Fortune. Yes. (laughs) A wonton and a beer. Oh, that sounds (laughs) so good right now. The pretzels here could be popular. They have... Uh, jalapeno cheese filled ones and cream cheese filled ones um, and then just the beers they have All right now the menu a rotating has, selection, I, right? I believe so it has six here on the website but everything's closed so who knows um, but yeah Carl Strauss is a pretty solid beer uh, a brewer so a I, real California experience yep <laughs> I know that time did, did we walk here like twice that time we were waiting for Paint the Night? Yes. Yes, because we were over by like the pizza garden. And there was nothing, and there was nothing open. <laughs> and we were like, well, I guess we're going to head to the trolley. And I felt like parting the Red Sea. That was such a crowded night there. Yep. Oh, my. All right. Uh, so my last one is... Uh, an, a thing that is available, I believe the first ride technically we've oh. discussed, but on both coasts, um, a mighty enjoyable thing, and that is the Main Street vehicles. I love the Main Street vehicles. It's all part of setting that scene and starting your day at the Magic Kingdom or in Disneyland. Even if you don't ride them, they all work to give you that turn-of-the-century Marceline, Missouri feel. Um, And I love them. And you should ride them because they're great. And you get some of the best cast members are the cast members that run those Main Street vehicles. Um, Super knowledgeable about the parks. Super friendly. um, You know, really just want to take the time to set the stage. I mean, that is part of, like, your first impression when you walk into that park is, is... uh, Main Street, like a kinetic experience that you're seeing things move and that you're hearing sounds of the horses and the bells. And, and I feel like we've ridden like one of the horse drawn ones and then we've ridden I've some heard of some the... sounds from the horses. <laughs> oh, <before>. yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're, they're great. And there's all different, there's quite a different variety of, you know, they have the double decker bus, which is a fun one. I know they have that at Disneyland. I don't even know if they have that at Disney World, but. I just feel like the they're great experiences. They go; it's a nice, slow moving. Just taking all the sights. Um, it's the best way to get from the plaza to the hub. Yeah, I I agree. It's a good, a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. When do you have our last item? Right. Yes, I guess I am. This the last better one. be freaking good. It's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Manage expectations. This is in the UK Pavilion at Epcot, and part of this is, um, or the main draw to this area is not operating and hasn't been since March, and that is the little nook back in the UK Pavilion that has the small hedge maze and the, um, the gazebo area, which serves as a stage. 
used to host a band that was basically a Beatles cover band. They were called the British Invasion. They dressed up like like early Beatles. And then, um, or at least for the past 10 years or so, a band that was called the British Revolution. And they were a cover band, and they did all sorts of UK acts. Like, they did Queen, they did Led Zeppelin, The Who, just an assortment of stuff. And they were really good, really talented musicians. And I'm a sucker for... Um, live music and it was always like a nice uh, like you could hear them playing and I would always be drawn like uh, you know like the siren song like I would like hear Led Zeppelin or something and I would sneak (laughs) off from the group and find myself just watching this band and they do half hour sets uh, and they're great they're great musicians it's really fun Um, I really hope that this comes back again this hasn't been like a lot of live performance artists um this kind of stuff got cut around March of 2020. So I really hope that this is something that comes back because I enjoy watching it so much. And I think it is worth your time. It's you guys too bad. Yeah, it's too bad it's like back buried in there because a lot of times you do miss it if you're out there just walking on the main promenade. Yeah, you it's can't visible, see it from, yeah. the, from, from walking around the, uh, yeah, the main path. Which is strange because it is loud. Right. You could hear it from the boardwalk, right? Sometimes, yeah. Depending on how the wind blows. <laughs> yeah. They rack. They rack. Anybody else have any honorable mentions or anything that they didn't get to to do? I don't know. There was just so much in Disneyland that I was yeah. like, I love these like little nooks and crannies. Like all those shops on New Orleans where I like the perfume mm-hmm. shop, which is like an original. The like, magic shop. The magic shop. Steve Martin worked there. Like the theater is so good. There's just a lot. Yeah, a lot. True. Well, I think for, you know, if our listeners have anything that we uh, missed that is worth mentioning, maybe uh, shoot us a message. You know, we'll give you a top in it or a last call in the next episode or something like that and mention what we may have forgotten. I know there's, there's plenty of places out there that we go all the time that we may not see fit to, to mention necessarily, mm-hmm. but some things are special to different people. So, yeah. This is a good exercise. This, yeah, this yeah, made this me was, use my it, brain. Yes, it was. And it also makes you remember fondly the things that we <laughs> haven't seen in so long. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, All right. Well, does anyone have any um, last calls? I do not. Negative. Me neither. But I guess that ends our. I guess that ends the show, guys. Yeah, Scott can get some freaking lunch. Oh my god, I'm so sorry if you heard <laughs> my stomach growling. I don't know last yet. Last call is what Scott having for lunch. I have some leftover Chinese from a couple days ago that I could eat, mm, but I feel fun. like I need more. Sounds like a royal. Maybe farms some Royal today. Farms chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, cheers to Royal Farms chicken. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.